Hey bestie, welcome back to another episode of Adult Track. I'm so glad you've decided to tune in again to listen to me talk basically about my life. But yeah, let's get into it. So, so recently I went through a pretty tough breakup. And to be honest with you, I can barely call it that because it was literally just the first time in a very long time where I felt like I didn't have to question how I felt about someone. And I didn't have to question someone's intentions with me. And that's really rare in this days. So when things eventually took like a sour turn and that euphoric feeling faded and was quickly replaced with doubts, questions and a lot of nitpicking it was a really tough pill to swallow and even now despite me knowing that it ending was actually for the best I've been having a really hard time just getting over it and I've had months to reflect (laughs) and I really had to think about why when I felt that things weren't right I didn't get up and leave Because it's not the first time, or the second, or the third. (laughs) When I like someone, I give them so many chances to basically hurt me. And only when I've been pushed to the very edge, and I no longer have the capacity to care anymore, do I actually find the vim to let go. And I know I'm not alone in the boat. We hear it a million times over. We as women, mentally check out of relationships long before we actually leave. And even though we're aware that it's not working, you know, he's hurt us a thousand times, he's never going to be the person we met in the beginning, or even just the person they made themselves out to be, we're still sitting there like waiting ducks. Like, they've showed their true colours, they've showed us who they are, but we still give them the benefit of the doubt and grasp onto, like, these last glimmers of hope thinking or hoping that things will get better when we really know in our spirits like this is it like it's time for us to get the hell out of here and I just want to sit and think for a second because do you know how wild that is like we know we're supposed to love ourselves before we love them we know that when someone shows you who they are we're supposed to believe them so why don't we do it like what is so enticing about that glimmer of hope that keeps us holding on for longer than we should like in this recent relationship right I knew it was over a couple of days after he asked me to be his girlfriend which yeah yeah I know sounds yeah ridiculous but I actually don't even know myself let's just say something told me that this isn't the relationship God wanted for me like I remember the day after I got home I had this huge basket of clothes I needed to pack away and I'm bad with tidying up sometimes because you know ADHD but this felt really different like it was I was looking at those clothes and I literally couldn't breathe like I was having a panic attack in the moment in the forefront of my mind I thought that was just because I didn't want to fold my clothes But in actuality, and in retrospect, 
It was the fact that I got myself into something that I should not have been in and I had absolutely no idea what to do. Tell a lie, actually. Because I knew what I needed to do. I just didn't want to do it. Which is exactly the same way I felt about putting this clothes away. But <laughs> if you don't hear, you must feel. And I learned very quickly that you can't run away from energy. No matter how much you try to convince yourself of anything, energy, energy doesn't lie. My intuition was screaming at me. My anxiety was through the roof and I just pushed it down. I told myself that it was because I was afraid of commitment, which is absolutely true. But <laughs> now I'm out of it. I can literally admit that the fears I was facing ran so much deeper. I was afraid of failing. I was afraid of having to start again. And I was absolutely terrified of feeling abandoned. So instead of letting go, I held on to like the glimmer of hope that something might just change and it will all be okay. Like I really wanted that relationship to work because he was an amazing person. The connection was top tier and quite frankly, yeah, I was in love. Yeah, don't let him hear this. But underneath that, I was also very aware that I was 25. I only had one relationship and that one was barely anything in itself. And I felt like I'd never had that true feeling of loving and just being loved in return. And that was making me feel like there was something wrong with me. And it didn't help that there was like all these people around me that were just settling down. Like in one of my friendship groups, everyone's in a relationship and have been in a relationship for quite a while. And I'm just here like, okay, so what am I doing wrong? And me seeking answers was going to social media. Yeah, bad idea. I didn't have anywhere else to go. When you do that, you are met with a plethora of women that are instantly telling you that it's your fault. You need to be more feminine, be more tactical, do 50-50, blah, 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 Like, the places you're going to seek help are simply telling you that you are falling short. When in actuality, the perfect woman who loves herself inside and out only asks for what she can already achieve, finding a man that is healed and is ready to commit is still harder than finding a needle in a haystack. But yeah, I guess there's not much content in just saying, oh, just be yourself and the right one will come. Like that's literally a one episode podcast, five seconds, done. But for a while, words from those kinds of YouTubers and podcasters were gospel to me. I worked on myself I told myself that when I'm exactly who I need to be, he'll come. When I've achieved all my goals, he'll come. But then I was looking around me and it's like, these lot aren't working this hard. Like they're not doing as much work as I'm doing just, just to find my person. They've got their person. So how much of this stuff that I'm reading and indulging in is true? And how much of it am I just listening to to make me feel like I have an element of control? Now, when I met this guy, I really felt like it was it for me. I'll be real. Like, I'd been doing the work for years. This was the time. I wasn't looking for anything. And everyone told me, when you stop looking, that's when he'll come. So it must be now. I was ready. I was ready. And he was great. And it just felt like all my hard work was paying off. So when that feeling hit, like, oh, my God, this ain't it. This ain't it. I couldn't accept it. Because after all the self-work that I'd done my relationship now was, it was going to fail. And on top of that, 
I told my friends, I'm now in with the crew. Obviously, it's not that serious. But, like, I showed my family, and now I was going to have to go and tell them as well that it was over. Like, already. Like, I just wanted the floor to open up and swallow me. So instead of facing the truth, it literally felt like it was just easier to lie to myself and just put it all on me. I'd heard enough times that I can be ungrateful, my expectations were unrealistic, I'm just being dramatic. So maybe it was just that stuff, you know? And honestly, it brought me comfort because I felt like I was in control. At least if I'm the issue, then I have the power to change things. And a couple of tweaks here and there on his side, everyone will be happy. But the issue with that is that I took something that was external to me, as in him just not being the right person for me, and instead of just accepting that as that, I internalised it. All because I just didn't want it to fail. And like for this fear, my biggest question is, why are we so afraid of things that aren't meant for us failing? Because if we think about it, if it fails, really and truly, it means that we're one step closer to what's truly meant for us. But then in accepting that, you really have to let go. And that's when the fear of abandonment kicks in. I think if I didn't have that, I would leave at the very first red flag. Like, I'm not the most confident girl. I have a lot of insecurities and a lot of reasons to believe that I'm just not worthy of being loved. And I spent a huge chunk of my life trying to prove that that is not true, but not by being myself, by being or by trying to do absolutely everything right so that people have no reason to leave me. Because once you're attached to someone, losing that attachment for someone with a fear of abandonment is like the end of the world is nigh. So instead of getting up and leaving in those situations where I'm now dissatisfied and they're content because I'm being the perfect woman in very strong quotation marks, I literally convince myself that what I'm experiencing is okay. And I might even give them small nudges in the direction of the person that I want them to be, but not in like a, you need to do this, you need to do that kind of way, more in, more in like an encouragement way, which now I'm saying it out loud, is probably quite manipulative. But, you know, I just want them to elevate so that we can come to a common ground and I don't have to let them go. The best way for me to explain this feeling is like, you know, when you're a toddler and you get lost in the supermarket and you're running through the aisles in a panic because you've lost your parents, that drive to find them is my drive to make things work. But I guess that's true for a lot of us. That's why we make excuses for them, try to make everything easy for them so they'll stay. We put up with the bad words, ignore the calls, bare minimum behaviour. And it's all in the hopes that one day they'll change and they'll come through for us. And they'll just do a little something that will show you that they still love you. And it will give you that euphoric feeling similar to that, that you would feel when you finally found your parents at the bottom of the aisle. And you'll have your little, see, they're not so bad moment. That moment, that feeling of euphoria never lasts. Recognising that all the big feels, the inability to let go, that feeling of abandonment, 
it's just my inner child panicking is a comfort in itself. Knowing that it's just me refeeling those moments when I felt neglected, lost or unloved and recognizing that the person that I'm so desperately trying to stay connected to was at some point validating my inner child, making her feel like she was worthy. And she felt like if they go, the love would go too. And she's desperately looking for ways to make sure that that doesn't happen. Like, I don't know how to overcome that, but I know part of it is validating myself first so that anyone that comes into my life later, their love feels like an addition, not a necessity. Now I say that, but <laughs> am I even open to starting again right now? Absolutely not. Like, I am the most single I have ever been in my existence because if I have to hear about what a man's favourite Marvel movie is again, I promise you, I'm going to scrim, okay? To have to let someone else in, suss them out, look for the red flags, protect my heart, potentially get ghosted, or potentially find a man and end up getting cheated on. Oh my God, there's so many things I can go wrong. Please, I, I'm over it. I'm over it, man. I cannot... I swear, it sounds dramatic, but these thoughts never leave me. Like the amount of times in my last situation, I was like, let me just stick to the one that I have got because, you know, he's okay. Like he's definitely better than what's lurking out there on these streets. Like, like dating is long. It really rattles me the amount of personal information I know about absolute strangers. Like I know man's fears their deepest insecurities and for what please you're literally a stranger to me now and even for myself like the number of pieces of my identity that lie in people's brains all for the sake of talking stage situationship too many people know fractions of me and that is information I can never get back it's the most tiring part of it all not the most scary but definitely the most tiring and maybe I say that because it's the section that I'm constantly circling in and out of. But like at this point, I am over it, Ma. I'm coming to the realisation that there is a possibility that love how I see it may not be on the cards for me. And in order for me to stop obsessing over, over getting it, I have to accept that that's okay. And just start giving myself the love that I've been given to everyone else because one, I bloody need it. And two, as I'm alone, I'm noticing that I've been using it to avoid facing a lot of my own insecurities and fears. So for the foreseeable future, I'm decentralizing romantic love for my life. And if it comes whilst I'm minding my business, I just hope I'll be in the right point to receive it and then to leave as soon as it no longer serves me. And I hope the same for you too, besties. Disclaimer though, if I pop up with a new man's in a couple of months time, just mind your business, okay? I'm a work in progress. I'm not perfect. Anyway, the song of the session this week is Snow Allegra, Nothing To Me. Because we need to be having this dialogue with ourselves more often when we find ourselves in situations that are no longer serving us. Staying where we are not appreciated, that ain't it. Go have a listen, take in the healing vibes, bookmark it in your mind for the next time they're acting funny and i will catch you on the next one okay bye